Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool hey. to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. Hi. <laughs> Drew, I gotta be honest. I'm still, I'm still really self-conscious about our intro. I'm, I'm trying something new. So I'm just when our wives were both like, let me, let me try oh, it. Oh, welcome to Drew and Dan. Hey, hey, this, this is my Drew impression. Hey, everybody, you're in podcast <laughs> land. <Okay. laughs> no, no, really not helping. <laughs> okay, welcome uh, to the Drew and Dan podcast. I'm Dan. That's new. Drew. Yeah. As you can guess, we are joined by a most esteemed guest, a friend of ours, Brandon Cavender. We have mentioned you many, many times on the podcast, and uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. The last time I was here, it was just a long chat with Andrew ranting about how the Golden State Warriors were doomed, and then things went, went pretty well. You, you got to mm-hmm. be back. You got to speak those things into the universe just in case. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, Brandon, no stranger to the pod. Um, as you mentioned, you've been on for many basketball pods. Have you been on for a bachelor or bachelorette or bachelor? Yeah. 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 Paradise. Right. No, I, I think this is my first bachelor pod. Although I will say that Andrew did, uh, hit me up quite substantially for his list of, uh, bachelor in paradise, uh, recruiting, uh, list. I think I pretty much gave him all of his picks. So just, just for the record. Drew, is that Let true? the record state. You're, you're kind of a co-manager of my Bachelor in Paradise fantasy team. So um, <laughs> you've been granted access. Uh, but Brandon is an expert on uh, all things Bachelor, especially Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and it's especially this, television. And this season, Gabby yep. especially. He's been um, very excited about Gabby being on the show. Did not have time to audition, or I imagine you would have auditioned. Uh, Brandon lives in Orange County and oftentimes sees Bachelor and Bachelorette contestants frolicking around um, and hoping, <laughs> to see, hoping to see Gabby one of these days, I imagine. I still keep thinking I'll run into Cassie Randolph somewhere, but that has not happened yet. Um, yeah. Good, so. Biola, good Biola alumnus, Cassie Randolph. I didn't audition, by the way, because I just assumed that these these Bachelor uh, seasons never really work out, but things probably might work out for the next one they meet after the show. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it too. Um, guys, I, I, I'll be honest, Brandon, thanks for being on the show just to give your expertise. Um, as, thanks for as, having as, me. As someone who has watched the season so far and listened to the pod a little bit i'm sure as you uh, as we go um I, I am curious just kind of like your thoughts leading up to this episode but i will say this right up front and maybe you guys can agree or disagree i this was probably the weakest episode so far right uh you know, I, I think i agree with that completely i think i agree with that um, you know, I was like, man, what do we even really have to unpack? What do we really have to talk about? That's kind of new, obviously some, a couple big things, but just, just to really stretch it out of that show out over two hours, it was a little bit of a grind to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Brandon, um, give me kind of, you know, give me kind of your thoughts on the, the season so far. Uh, it's been a really fascinating season, uh, just 
kind of structurally, I think what's been interesting to watch is it's pretty clear that the producers got together at the end of the previous Bachelor season and said, hey, it'd be great to have two Bachelorettes. And then that was as far as they got in terms of designing the season. So there's been a big idea for what to happen and zero idea on how to execute. And just basically threw it to um, Rachel and Gabby to figure out how they're going to make this whole thing happen on their own. It's been really uh, bizarre. Um, my my big takeaway, I made, made a couple notes as, as I was watching this episode. My first note, or one of them, as, as you both said, was this was a really boring episode. Um, it was also the most normal episode of the season so far, just structurally. They, yeah. they did a couple one-on-ones. They did a couple group dates. They were all kind of decidedly uninteresting. Um, but I was watching uh, Rachel's group date thinking, that's a really small group. They're, we're like a couple weeks out from hometowns. And I have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on in terms of like, how they're going to get from where they are today to some semblance of uh, coupling or multiple couplings, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, The highlight of the episode was they went to uh, Bruges, which is the country in a great movie called In Bruges. Brandon, have you seen it? I've not I know Drew seen, hasn't it, seen actually. it. Okay. Although it's I really did just see is that it... Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are doing a new movie together that's coming out soon as well. Reunited, Same director. So. Same director is really? as in Bruges. Yep. Two oh, hitmen on vacation. It's really, really good. Anyways. Um, also, it's a city, not a country, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what, did, what did I say? <laughs> uh, yeah, but, so yeah, we, so they were in Paris and then they were in Bruges. Um, and I don't know, it's interesting, you know, that everyone's kind of like, oh, the, the city's full of romance. Both cities looked awesome, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful cities. Yeah, architecture was cool. That boat ride was pretty dope. Um, and the fish slapping that went down, right? I mean, yeah, that dude. The the strong man was really funny. He was cool. Yeah. That might that might have been a highlight of the episode. Um, you know, the the, the fish slapping. Um, Brandon, what were your thoughts? And not we don't have to rehash this from from last week, but you know, just thinking about the cities, it got me thinking a little bit about um that weird date in Paris because they're kind of really forcing like the whole Paris city of love, city of romance thing. Um, and then there was like that, that, you know, French couple making out and then that led into like the weirdest group date I've ever seen, like the most awkward, <laughs> uncomfortable, like just since you were on the pod last week, just touch on that briefly on your, just your reaction to whatever that was. I mean, again, it all just sort of feels like there's pretty much done no plan for any of this. And it's just sort of following that pattern. <laughs> I mean, who greenlit that thinking this was a, this was a good idea, you know? (laughs) It's a lot of like, I, I'd be really curious, which actually I brought this up before that um, Gabby and Rachel are actually co-executive producers on this season. Yeah. And I was going to say, it feels like a producer's like first time. Cause there's a lot of like, you know, either at work or back in school, you're like, okay, I have this, I have this huge project to do. 
and I have one great idea and I'm going to jot that idea down. And now I'm good to take a break or I'm good to go on vacation. Or I'm good for the weekend. And then you come back and you're like, oh, but actually the idea is like 10% of the whole execution of the thing. So it's like, <laughs> you, you look at how this season unfolds and it's like, okay, we're going to have two bachelorettes. Awesome. And they're both being emotionally traumatized every single week. And then it's like, oh, we're going to do a virgin cruise through where like through Europe. That's awesome. But then it's like, well, most of the time the dudes are just docked in some weird, like gray port just like <laughs> looking over the side of the boat. It's uh, it's a lot of like really, really good ideas with not a lot of execution. It kind of sounds like the Lakers last couple seasons. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. Sorry. It's sorry, true. So, sorry. You got roasted so hard on that. Um, no, no, no. It's it's Brandon acknowledged that Russell Westbrook was a good idea. So it's just not executed well. <laughs> oh, no, that was a fundamentally bad idea from the start. <laughs> but yeah, what do you what do you guys want to get in from this to from this episode? It was it was straightforward, but it was also like the Logan stuff was really it was kind of anticlimactic how it played out, but also I was really shocked that Rachel canceled her group date over it. Cause wouldn't you, I don't know. She's, I feel like she's just kind of spiraling down this hole where it's this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, no one wants to spend time with me, but I feel like all those dudes who were like waiting for her to show up on the group date were like, we're going to make this a really great time for her. We're going to make her feel so special. Um, and she just like peaced out on all of them. Dude, dude, I actually Dan. thought she might quit the, the show. Yes, some, I thought the same yeah. thing. I, I, I thought if it didn't happen this episode, that might be something in the future. Yeah, what if the and, camera was like panned way out of the big boat and then it zooms over and there's a tiny little rescue boat zipping away <laughs> and it's just Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> She's just, Anyways, whispering, just, say, just, just whispering goodbye as she speeds away in the little boat. <laughs> goodbye. goodbye. Rachel, we can't I, I, I have a couple. Oh, go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, it was interesting. So, Dan, so you wanted, you know, asking that, where should we dive in? Where to, where to recap this show? Um, you mentioned like two things right off the bat, two, the two big things, right? But I just, uh, it's funny, of those two things you mentioned, so I got a text from somebody, um, a new listener to the pod, a new subscriber Ooh. who um, is, you know, someone that I met a few weeks ago. This person is a West Point graduate and and also a West Point professor. So is a professor at the Military Academy, big time. Uh, you know, probably number one ranked university in the country. And so, you know, high intellectual and, of course, became an immediate fan of the Drew and Dan podcast um, due to their, um, you know, high level of intellectual isms, uh, I guess. But uh, so this person not didn't watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette before, started listening to the pod, started watching the show. I got a text from this person. So shout out to all of our West Point listeners. Uh, apparently, one of the contestants current contestants not voted off yet is a West Point alum. So, you know, um, super, he's uh, super into that. It's, it's gotta be that one, the dude on Gabby's team. Uh, he, um, he haven't, pro, he hasn't promoted that at all. If I went to West Point, I would tell everybody, but he's, like, he's a military guy. That's why I say that. Oh yeah. It's yeah. A different than from going to Harvard where the first thing you say when you meet somebody is that you went to Harvard. 
Dude, if yeah. I went to West Point, I would literally, that'd be the first thing I told everybody. Like, by the way, I went to West Point. That, the same way I told <laughs> Shave you Shave off I, your eyebrows and just have it tattooed. <laughs> the, the same way I told you guys that I am wearing AirPod Pros and got interviewed by Twitter today. But anyway, that's fine. That's that's not that's not a big deal. We can we can get into that later um, if you guys want. I know you guys have a lot of questions about my Twitter interviews. So. I'm not even acknowledging that because I don't want to feel the fire anymore. So continue <laughs> we'll dive, on with your West Point. We'll thing. dive we'll dive into that later. Not a job <laughs> interview with Twitter. Just like some they are picking my brain on ideas how to make the platform better. But we we will we'll get into that later. Um, Brandon, you uh, cool to take this conversation offline in our other yeah uh, we we can, we can do that we got going on all right so the, so what was pointed out by a new subscriber a new listener to the pod shout out to all the new subscribers we're two literally uh, numbered list one Rachel sucks I mean just because Logan woke up and switched sides doesn't mean she has to leave everybody high and dry to your point everyone was so excited to go on that group date and most most mm-hmm. of the time guys aren't that excited about group dates <laughs> number two Logan sucks this guy just messed up everything for the bros <laughs> number three West Point dude is gonna go the distance mark my words <laughs> um I I actually don't think that's yeah so spencer is the name of the west point guy i don't think he's gonna get it done just because his camera time has been you know you kind of get a feel for how the show is being edited and he seems like a really legit dude he won the boxing match um probably just with his west point skills um but (laughs) i uh i i don't think he's gonna you know how many more he might have another week or two and it would be my guess um just because i don't know if he's getting the camera time that we see some of the winners get, but I could be wrong. What do you, any thoughts on, on that? I think he's like a solid every season. There's always like a super solid guy here. Like he's, he's the best guy out of everyone here or like the most normal slash stand up. But those guys are never the ones that win per se. Yeah. Solid, solid candidate to show up in, in paradise. This, this, uh, this, this season. Ooh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, kind of the two things right there. Uh, Rachel, man, I, I was with you, Brandon. I thought Rachel was actually going to leave this, the way she unraveled. Then she, she kind of unravels and bounces back like fairly normal, but like even some of the state statements she makes, like, you know, the, nobody wants to be with me or, you know, none of these guys want to be, it's like, there's actually some like three or four dudes that have like, are going out of their way to prove like how into you they are and how they're in it for the long haul. But it just takes one guy to, you know, try and flip the script and you're immediately convinced that no one wants to be with you. And like, it's all a disaster and you shouldn't be the bachelorette, even though all these other guys are trying to like show you the exact opposite. So it's getting, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting pretty crazy. I will say the one thing that stood out to me about Rachel's group this week was uh, Tino, who decided to pull her her aside to let Rachel know that Tino was feeling unseen, and that just yeah. was the funniest thing of the episode for me. I laughed. <laughs> I, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, that conversation started off because <clears throat> I think if I was one of the guys, I'd be like a little bit frustrated just because it's like, man, like we, I'm bummed out because we really wanted to like make this better for you. And I'm, I'm bummed that one guy leaving, like ruin that, but like, let's work through it. But Tino, he started off that way, but yeah, Brandon, he, he, he made it about him pretty. Yeah. It was manipulative. Right. It's like, I feel unseen and Josie made a good point. Uh, She's right here. She can share the point if she wants to. 
No, she's doing homework. She shook her head. No, whatever. Fine. <laughs> uh, but did you guys watch the scenes from next week's episode? Yes. Yes. It looks like he takes sort of like a villain turn, which I did not see coming. He's kind of, um, I don't know. He's kind of like on his high horse a little bit. Yeah. I, I, it looks I like there's quite that. a bit of villainy next week. Uh, yeah. Logan clearly does something that it sends him, him packing for some reason. I, I mean, I found that fascinating. Yeah. Dude, Logan, Logan's a mess, dude. I mean, he's, he's clearly like just not i mean yeah the ultimate he he's up there for the ultimate bachelor villains for sure but um i just don't understand he may he did make the switch but like what what do they see in him i mean what what is logan, what what is logan bringing to the table that has that has both women like interested in him i just don't i just don't see it um yeah but yeah. I have a couple other you notes know on the set pieces of the of, of of the episode, and just broadly, one, they're on a cruise. We've seen zero cruise activities, and this is a missed opportunity. There should be <laughs> time on on the on the top deck, prancing around in 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 uh, in, in in the swimsuits. Yeah, uh, the activities director. Yeah, mm-hmm. activities director going down the slides. Uh, offshore activities. I mean, this is a missed opportunity. <laughs> Two. Uh, when the guys get cut, they should be forced to walk the plank. This is a cruise missed opportunity. Dude, Three, of course. Next Bachelor in Paradise should be on a cruise, or they should spin it off and do Bachelor of Sea. That's my wow. third one. Those are oh such my gosh, great points. Brandon. Oh, that's a great. You're idea. hired. You're hired, Josie. You can't hear this, but Brandon just had the idea for Next Bachelor in Paradise should be uh, on a cruise ship called Bachelor at Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Dan, I think li- she Dan, likes it. Dan, we're literally recording this podcast I, right now. Sorry for wanting to include my wife in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the idea, Brandon. She, she could go listen to the podcast later and hear those ideas. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted her to know now. Hold on, guys. I'm actually get, I'm actually getting a call, guys. Do you guys mind? It's, I think I think it's the Twitter the Twitter research team. Oh, it's um, Twitter on. again. Yeah. Hold on a second. I can't. I signed an NDA, so I can't really talk about it. But um, uh, Brandon, that's actually a really good idea. I I'm excited. I about guess. It. I guess that um, this season has getting been getting a lot of flack because of the carbon footprint twenty five people on a cruise ship are making. <laughs> But um, it's a competition between the cruise ship and the Jenners for their their uh, sixteen minute flights. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Um, I you know who surprised me this episode? It's a guy I can't even think of his name. The guy who went on the one on one with Gabby. Oh yeah, he. That was, I laughed a lot. I yeah, <laughs> I had no idea he even like existed, and. I felt like he had, like, I don't think he's going to win, but he had way more personality than I thought. When we, when we were watching and we saw that he got the one-on-one, we were like, oh, I bet Gabby's going to send him home on the one-on-one to kind of trim down her numbers, but he got the rose and they had a great time. Um, Gabby seems to be, yeah, Gabby seems to be really into dudes who are going through some mental and emotional stuff. So yeah. 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 He, he certainly, he certainly was. He, yeah. It's that crazy thing where if you, you know, it really forces you to bring up, if you want to make a connection, you have to bring up your like 
deepest insecurities and thoughts, right? And just see where it lands. Like no one yeah. has time for a surface level conversation. I mean, we saw even in week one, right? Some people got sent home because they're like, it's it's just surface level conversation, right? One of those, what, like the twin guys or whatever, when they were talking, um, mm-hmm. it's like, they're asking questions. Like, and to me, it was like, oh, they're, it's like first date, whatever. They're trying to get to know you. But the girls were like, this is so surfacey. There's nothing deep going on here. It's like, what do you expect them to ask night one? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. good. But yeah, to, to your, your point that, you know, he really opened up, um, you know, the four date roses were Tino, Nate, Avon, and Johnny. Um, so those were the four. Johnny oh, Johnny, was, that's his name. What, what was was the guy? Um, so okay. Do you guys feel like there's a new loophole? Because Judy, you're you made a good point. Like the the one on ones, the the farther the show goes, it like ups the ante for like you have to share something like my dad left me when I was a kid, or like yeah. my ex left me at the altar. Like you have to keep increasing, but. I've kind of noticed with Johnny and then with, um, gosh, I forget the other guy's name too, who Gabby liked, the quiet guy. Remember she went on one-on-one with him in Paris? Anyways, but- yeah, I know, I know who you mean. There's kind of this loophole of like, if you share that you are going through like emotional stuff and kind of like leave it as this big ambiguous- thing that you're working on or like want to work on or need to work on then you don't really get prodded anymore for like specifics you know like if someone shared with you that they were going like yeah i just have a lot of like emotional mental stuff i'm working through with my therapist you're not going to be like oh well did like something happen when you were a kid or whatever (laughs) you know you're going to like respect their privacy in that so i thought that was interesting yeah yeah it's (laughs) it is interesting it's um, you know, it's, it's harder, you know, due to, you know, maybe, maybe the bachelor bachelorette is changing the rules on, you know, how to connect and, um, you know, how these guys are, are wooing women, you know, um, mm-hmm. when, when, when Brandon and I were growing up, we're a little older than you, Dan, when Brandon and I were growing up, it was, if, a we, lot wanted older, to, yeah. if, if we wanted to woo the women, we, we had to make the classic mixtape. And so that was how we, that was how we would impress a girl. Um, and Dan, you probably grew up like in the, like, what was Napster like coming out when you were like in, I don't know, middle school. Um, I would download songs from LimeWire and send them to my crush. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, so we would, my parents would be like, why are there so many viruses on our computer? (laughs) So Brandon (laughs) and I, like before Napster, before LimeWire, we would literally like, we would have the, the, the boom box that would burn from a seat, not even burn a CD, but from CD to tape, we would, we would have to like make something like make mixtapes one song at a time, recording from CD to tape and make the perfect mix that would win the girl over. Brandon, do you remember any songs from mixtapes you have made when you were in high school? Well, I would go radio to tape. So I'd be tuned into <laughs> nice. or nine just waiting just so I could finger jump on in the button right away. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> to blank tape in, queued up, finger on the record button. And so you'd miss the first couple seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. that's amazing. That, that um, is amazing. Well, how are we doing this? Are we going, should, should we do like five, oh, five or? It, yeah. Well, I'll just throw some out there. I could only, yeah, I could remember, I could remember a few, a few, a few songs from, from the hate, from the heyday. So I'll rate, I'll rate who has the better uh, mixtape. Yeah, do it. Okay. So the, the first I one that, 
Thank you. Yeah, I knew it'd be me. Um, for, so a couple that come to mind, the quintessential obvious choice is All My Life by Casey and Jojo. Oh, nice. Wow. A classic Absolute slow dance, slow dance yes. hit. Um, uh, another great one from the time. If you want to sound sensitive, but also a little bit rock and roll, you do a little How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Nice. I love it. Uh, we'll throw Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden in there. Perfect. Because who doesn't perfect. want to stand with somebody on a mountain? A perfect song. It's <laughs> it's a great song. Um, if you want to look really, really emotionally connected, but also a little bit alternative, you you do a little uh, curveball and throw in Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead just nice. to sound like you're really ahead of the curve. Nice, dude. That's so that's so good. And then um that's a couple for me. Yeah, so so like we would really actually burn these tapes and like think of a title. We'd have to like write like a mixtape title onto the blank tape, something like, you know, I stand against the storm or you know, just something, you know, some crazy <laughs> idea um that communicates, you know, your depth or whatever. But um so Brandon, those, I, I feel a little cheated because those are like ringer songs. Like those are perfect. Like if I, um, you know, I would only add like, you know, to that mix, you know, at the time, a little Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry, you know, something like that. But like actual mixtapes I made. Now, keep in mind, before you judge me, keep in mind, I remember the first high school dance I ever went to in my life. I literally remember the song, the music they were playing was like Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Pearl Jam um uh offspring smash like blink 180 or not blink 180 green day dookie like these were like the songs that they played at the dance like so this was like before even kind of that r&b you know kind of slow jam era so i remember the first mixtape i ever made had a, like um zombie by the cranberries on it <laughs> Weezer's Say It Ain't So was on it. Um, just kind of so definitely more of that um alternative where I did not put like if I was big building like Brandon, you know, the, the most perfect love song ever had already been written, Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. That didn't make it on my mixtape because I was trying to, you know, create, you know, it, it was like Lightning Crashes by Live was on I it. I prefer Dream Lover for the record. That's that's a better <laughs> song. <laughs> Uh, I, so speaking of, of wooing the women, my mixtapes never, never got the job done, but I did make a burn CD for my wife. Uh, but, you know, before I asked her out, I made her a burn CD of music. And so it was like, do you remember that window of time when like Matt Nathanson and dashboard confessional were considered like indie acts, like they weren't mainstream label guys yet. Uh, it was like a, a very small, so it was like music like that, Howie Day. And stuff like you know, just like oh man, he's he's got this like really I'm at, deep I cuts. now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all of them probably. So I made this burn <laughs> CD for Joey with all of these like kind of at the time indie rock artists, and then for some reason, I don't know why, it just seemed like the 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 melody fit the vibe. I added Adam's song by Blink One Eighty Two. Dude, <laughs> not a romantic song not yeah kind of kind of killed the mood there but um anyway that it's my, the bigger point is uh it's just those are simpler times and when you watch a show like and this, i have to say 
it's harder I'm to move surprised you left off your list nobody by keith sweat i it oh, was dude, gonna be he, on mine i thought you'd include it huge keith sweat um, fan i've never put that on a mixtape i was probably too scared uh and, and also pro- i i'm surprised you left off the winds of change by the scorpions which oh. is an eternal mixtape song <laughs> i've also i've also not put that on a mixtape um because i didn't discover that song you can put it on one for me uh, I will. Uh, Dan, any, like, Dan, if you were going to make a mixtape, any perfect, have we missed the perfect song? If you were going to woo jo- Josie today, if you had to make the perfect mixtape, what would be on there? I, the longer we're married, the more I realize she really does not like the music that I like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Probably she loves Sean Mendez, so probably some Sean Mendez song or some <laughs> nice. stupid crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The, the the bigger point is simpler times and this show is, you know, do, do you feel sorry for the people in this situation ever? I mean, obviously we talked about how we feel sorry for the women, but you know, or or do you think the guys know what they're signing up for and you know, some of them are doing it for the, for the clout, for the fame, for the Instagram follows. And I mean, it just is what it is. Everyone, everyone knows what they're getting into, you know, it's like no surprise. Even if you've never like the bachelor franchise is so in the center of the cultural zeitgeist that you, you don't even have to watch an episode and you like somehow probably track with like a little bit of what's going on just because everyone taught there's no other reality show like that you know um so i do feel bad this season for rachel and gabby a little more than normal just because there's so many things that were not thought through and they if there is going to be another season with two bachelorettes or two bachelors those will be more polished because rachel and gabby got the short end of the stick to go first you know like they're literally this was kind of the first week minus Logan that felt like, okay, this is, there's finally like a repeatable thing happening here. Not like chaos and Rachel offering three guys roses at the rose ceremony and then rejecting them, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, that's, that's funny. You say that Dan, because I started out saying this was like the worst episode so far, most boring episode so far, but you know, I guess you did say this earlier. I missed it though, or I didn't register. It, it's because it was the most normal episode. It was just normal, mm-hmm. right? It just yeah. was, you know. And again, Logan like rocked the boat a little bit, and so that was like the most interesting thing. Um, but yeah, it just it, it was just normal proceeding. Do we do we think we'll ever see two bachelorettes or two bachelors again, or do they think like we just need to get through this and then pretend it never happened? I don't know. I bet we will. Like, I don't think this franchise is going to end anytime soon. And it's a nice thing to have in their back pockets to like, maybe in five years, they try it again, you know, like who knows? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Brandon? I think they will, but there will be much more of a clear structure to follow from the beginning. And the idea of, of making it so that, I don't know, the, the season started with, them basically saying we're going to flip the script and all of a sudden the guys felt like they were the ones that had the quote unquote power had the the ability Mm. to be in the driver's seat of decision making and it 
and it made the entire format feel very very off so the, this week which was a decidedly boring and normal episode it honestly felt like a kind of an episode two of a standard season uh where you're basically starting from ground up with a lot of these these relationships uh, yeah, I think that's, that's why it didn't work because you've already had kind of this arc and progression and then all of a sudden things were just sort of ordinary in every single way um so I I I was struggling with the 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 kind of cadence and arc of of the the progression of of these relationships but yeah I, I think I could totally see them doing it again but there needs to be much more clear uh, rules of engagement or terms of engagement or whatever we want to apply there yeah more structure any surprises on the last rose um going to logan or did you guys just expect that to happen i was not surprised not no surprise okay yeah i think i was a little surprised i think i kind of saw his arc being like this episode was like the big logan episode and then gabby sent him home but yeah it's kind of it's weird of her to keep him around i feel like yeah we also don't know the conversations that the producers are having with them in these sort of decision points one thing i'm never clear on in these rose ceremonies with when it comes down to the final rose of a particular episode is that just like are they literally in the bottom of of the are they tracking last? Are they in last place in terms of the the groups, or is it just like that's where they landed on? Because if you know, if if it truly was coming down to like Logan or Meatball, I could see them saying, "Well, if you're not feeling stoked on Meatball, we kind of like him for Paradise." So you know, if it's between the two of these these guys, like maybe choose oh. the guy for the time being. Brandon, are you asking like in the course of the season or in the course of a rose ceremony? like oh order. i assume they have conversations with producers before every rose ceremony because there's an intention behind the order they give yeah. out those mm. roses i i sometimes it's, i wonder if they read it off a teleprompter like if uh you know because how could they remember if the producers want a specific order i wouldn't be able to keep that straight you know i was wondering if they i'll tell you what after the season's over we'll have gabby on and we'll yeah. ask her about okay. all these things great yes I would, absolutely gabby if you're listening you're obviously welcome anytime uh, and you use your Brandon, Twitter connections to, to facilitate. Oh my gosh, you know? Brandon, don't don't talk to Drew about his Twitter <laughs> like, connection. I signed an NBA. I can't talk about it. But oh my gosh, uh, Brandon, before we before we wind down, I don't know if we are winding down, but I wanted to ask you. You were we're winding up. <laughs> you were super excited <laughs> that Gabby was coming on this season. Um, yes, you're not you're not shy about it. How? As we've had a couple, what, five weeks with her, four weeks with her, have your feelings shifted at all, changed, or um, has the has the flame been fanned? Oh, the flame never stops. I I, I think she's a delight. Uh, she's so funny and like so yeah, organically really funny. funny. Um, like the best part of the, of the episodes was when she grabbed that like pile of reeds and started like hitting the guy and like laughing about it as she was doing it. I, I was, I was cracking up because it was just so like odd and, and strange and funny. Um, and when but, she ate the whipped cream from the machine or whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I, I, I really appreciate the, um, the authenticity, both with like the things that are 
um, authentically funny in, in her life and the things that are authentically like challenging that she's really kind of facing head on and, and been pretty transparent about. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I find her to be uh, an impressive person. Well, Brandon, I'm glad you said that because listening in this whole time is... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you at home, Dan just moved his computer camera as if Gabby was sitting Into next to him. A dark, this whole time. A dark room. <laughs> but then after he turned the computer, Gabby was not there and Brandon looked crushed, crestfallen. Poor Lauren. <laughs> um, do you, do mean, you think it'd be a good, well, this is kind of a stupid question, but I'm like, do you feel like if you're a bachelor at producer, you're kind of kicking yourself because this could have just been a Gabby season or, or are you excited about the drama that Rachel's bringing? I don't think, I don't think I'm kicking myself because honestly the best part about the season and the most compelling part has been the relationship between Gabby and Rachel. Like they seem mm. to genuinely like each other. They are truly supportive of each other and I kind of care for, they approach the like people and the things that get them up and get them down in different ways that where they're actually quite complimentary in terms of being being supportive through the process like i actually think that's the most refreshing relationship of the entire season so far i just wish they could have gotten a better uh structure up front so it didn't wasn't just all about sort of this weird competition between these these kind of guys yeah. that, that uh thought all of a sudden they that the rules were different and it just took on a strange character. Uh, Brandon, let's say hypothetically the show ends. Gabby's not with anyone on the show, right? Yes. You're, you're in Orange County. You walk out of the coffee bean and tea leaf. And Gabby I never go to not. coffee bean and tea leaf. Come on. Thank you. What do you take me for? <laughs> I can think of another place in Orange County besides coffee bean and tea leaf. They're everywhere. There's wonderful craft <laughs> coffee around here. Kip okay. Coffee, Kip coffee, I, Hearst I, coffee. I, uh, there's wonderful I, coffee around here. I moved away from Orange County like 20 years ago. And when I lived there, I lived in Buena Park. But anyway. Um, you also don't so care you, that much about coffee. You, just you to, walk to be clear. How dare you? I can cure it with the best of them. You walk out of the coffee bean and tea leaf, Brandon, uh, or wherever. Sticking to it. Insert place here. <laughs> Gabby sitting at a table, just her. Uh, what? What's the move? Like, what? What do you do? Knowing, as I'm mean, as far as you know, she is single. Gabby sitting there. What's the move? Uh, Any move? Maybe no move. Maybe you just keep on walking and text us all about it but uh, or or do you say something i mean it seems like you would have to engage in conversation <laughs> yeah um, i mean it'd be foolish not to yeah gabby wait one second run home mixtape run back she's gone <laughs> maybe you say i'm so sorry that this is the coffee shop that you're at can i interest you in the one around the corner that's much better <laughs> So Did Andrew recommend this one to you? Because I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry you're at this coffee bean and tea leaf. <laughs> what have I done to deserve this terrible mocha? Um, no, I was just curious. I was just curious if you've ha had thought through, like, because it could happen. It could happen, given you know your proximity to Newport Harbor. It, it's possible that one day you might see her, and if you, I figure, you might as well rehearse it now. I think she has a pretty like stable, consistent work as like an ICU nurse in Denver. So like the the 
odds are that you know unless maybe, there's a maybe change, I, I f- yeah i feel like a lot of these people something just kind of move into the influencer world um following these shows but yeah i forgot that she was an icu nurse i feel like that explains so much about the way because she is so she's like funny goofy whatever she's like so engaged in every single conversation that she has mm-hmm. you know and that's as an icu nurse you're like with one person for your whole shift you know like tending to their every need i don't know that's super interesting i, sh- I forgot she was a icu nurse yep um for any predictions brandon we've made some predictions as we go week to week on how we think it's going to end um any predictions on how the show ends <laughs> It's, I feel like it's still too early because we had to waste our time with just kind of miring our way through the format of, of what this thing's actually going to be. So what if it's as simple as they they are engaged or not engaged? So we don't have to put names to it. I mean, I, I, I believe in, in a, one of the interviews, Gabby at least refers to like a specific uh, man in her life, um, which I assume is somebody from the show. So whether that's an engagement uh, or or not, I, I I have no idea. Um, I think Rachel's the more more the wild card for me at this point. I I really don't know yeah. what's what's going to happen um, on on that side. Just because um, I don't know they 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 are experiencing this the kind of chaos of this season in in different ways. So it's tough to say. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Rachel even makes it to the show, like you mentioned earlier. I, I really, I'd be yeah, surprised if she if she made it made it to the end. But uh, I mean, the, the producers, even after a boring episode this week, got me back for next week by teasing the fact that Logan has a major implosion, and uh, I would love to know what that. I mean, maybe he has a girlfriend, right? So that's that's always a, a common one with the villains, right? It's like they're their ex or their current girlfriend shows up like on the set to bring, bring the whole charade down. I could, that would not surprise me with Logan at all. That would be incredible. He's ping ponging between both bachelorettes and then he actually already has a girlfriend. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, That'd be fantastic. So yeah, I, uh, maybe meatball works his way back into the show. I mean, the guy's got nine lives. (laughs) What if, what if next episode started and he's, and he's just, he's just there on one of the dates and they (laughs) again, don't explain it. (laughs) He just got, he got himself back. Uh, He's the new, he's the new Jesse Palmer. Meatball comes out. This is the final rose of the evening. (laughs) Eating a meatball sub as he says it. Um, Good stuff. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think we missed anything from the episode, really. Um, yeah. Anything else we got to no. cover? We, I don't think so. Sign off? Yeah. A decidedly boring episode. Yeah. I'm glad I could join you for the worst one of them. We tried to get you on last no, week. You made was, it better, Brandon. <laughs> last week's episode was just insane. Um, but yeah, no, it, we actually, it was great to have you on this week uh, for the energy, for the observations, uh, just for being uh, not only an expert on all things Bachelor, but also an expert on all things pop culture. So um, yeah. Mm. Oh, we didn't even all get into it. Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i i'm surprised the the raid on the florida house didn't come up at all this episode <laughs> all right raise like your hand super if the, bowl if the fbi raided your house in the last 48 hours <laughs> raise your hand <laughs>
dude the, none of our, none the of our tweet of uh what's what's trump's youngest son's name oh baron <laughs> the tweet <laughs> that's like baron looks up from playing xbox safes in the back <laughs> safes in the back <laughs> so good Mm. Oh, all right yeah maybe, maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a special once once the uh the facts of of this particular warrant uh come out we'll, we'll do a we'll do a debrief that would be great i'll call up my friends in doj we'll, we'll really really get after it <laughs> brandon uh, thanks for joining out, us special shout out to all our west point subscribe subscribers shout out mm-hmm. to the philadelphia phillies bullpen as always shout out to your anthony dominguez uh, uh brad hand <laughs> connor yep. brogdon just want to name them all all out there yeah yep, we are andrew we appreciate, <laughs> we appreciate the follows we appreciate the subscribers um to the thousands that have been with us since day one thank you all yeah again thank you brandon and i stay here just to say Oh yeah, I'm a fool to do your dirty work, no more. I'm a fool to do your dirty work, oh yeah.